Hey guys, Dennis Farrell here with The Wrestling Perspective with myself and Petey Williams. Before we get started with this jam-packed episode, Eddie Edwards and Scott Demore in the same episode, I just want to tell everybody thank you who has subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please head over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. There, you, you can subscribe to any platform that we're on. If you're on iTunes, make sure you subscribe, rate five stars, leave a comment. We've recently got a few negative five-star reviews. I can't help but wonder if that was because of me or James Ellsworth, the Dugcast, which is also on the same feed. Two great wrestling podcasts on the same feed. You will not find that anywhere else. Also, the Scott Demore episode. We were locked in a hot room. There's a little vibration in it. We... Look, I am an audio snob, so first and foremost, let me apologize. It's going to be a little bit annoying, but the Scott Demore episode is phenomenal. He talks about the impact meeting with WWE. He talks about the Ring of Honor relationship, how they are now. If Petey Williams is a Hall of Impact Hall of Famer, a ton of stuff. Make sure you listen, please. If you like it, reach out to us. Tell us you like it. We are... Doing our best to be fan-friendly. So much so, we created a hotline. Feel free to call in. The number is 231-930-2053. This episode, we didn't get to any of the voicemails, and we apologize. We were in a room with no internet. It just didn't work out the way we had hoped. 231-930-2053. Leave a question, a comment, be part of the show. PD and I will definitely make sure we play your voicemails on upcoming episodes when we do them live. Thank you guys so much and enjoy the upcoming podcast. Alright, Petey Williams, here we are, this week's Wrestling Perspective podcast, here in a few minutes we have Scott DeBoer, a great interview, this is one of these, look, he doesn't talk a lot to many podcasts, he talked to you and me, well you mainly, we asked him some important questions about the meeting with WWE Impact has, we talked to him about the relationship with Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor. Yep. And we talked about if you are a Impact Hall of Famer. Which I don't agree with him, but anyways, I well, agree. <laughs> that's right. And you never know who pops up on this podcast because right now, I'll say this before we introduce him. Every time, and I'm sure you've seen me walk around. Every time I'm at a Impact tape and I'm like, PD, you got to get Eddie yes, Edwards. Yes, you do. Dude, s- you ruined it, man. I was supposed to introduce <laughs> him and say, well, Eddie hang Edwards. On. Hang, <laughs> hang on. Every time I'm like, you've got to get Eddie. And I'll be sitting in the corner, and you'll walk by, you're talking to fans. I'm like, maybe I'll go up and talk to him. Then I'm like, ah, I'm a fanboy. And then I become that guy, and Eddie will go to Petey. And I'm like, what's up with your buddy, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, we never say it to you. Be like, Petey, well, come on, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing to me? Why is your friend asking me to be on this podcast? <laughs> this is a safe place. But finally... You conned him into coming on this podcast. You tricked him. <laughs> yeah. So let's. Well, first, uh, I gotta introduce our, our guest. You introduce him. Uh, and this is how I conned him 
into yes. the podcast. Right now, we're having a, uh, pretty much a beer party, pretty yeah, much. an after-show um, beer. Yeah, I, uh, I'm drinking a beer called uh, Voodoo Ranger. We're not um, sponsored by them, but uh, it's an Imperial IPA. Thanks for and, the uh, Eddie says, hey, you got an extra beer? I said, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, come over here. Come over here. Hit, put it on this headset. I'm like, hey, we're going to do a podcast <laughs> and, and the look of <laughs> disappointment in Eddie Edwards' oh, eyes of like, crap. Yeah. And you then know what, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, that's why those mics are all there. That's why they're standing over there. It all just it all just came crashing down. Eddie Edwards me. must have walked by me 20 times probably going, who's the nerd in the blue shirt by all these mics? And why is he just sitting there? <laughs> he's just sitting there. Nobody's there, but he's just sitting there. But no. That's right. I've been no, practicing this interview in my head for months now. And this is Edwards. not how it's going. But, Eddie, um, this is our guest. <laughs> no Ta-da. surprise now. But surprise. Uh, Eddie Edwards. Eddie, how's it going, man? It's going good. Up right. here at a BCW show. Hanging yes. out. Drinking some, drinking some Voodoo Ranger. That's soon right. to be sponsored by. That's how I condiment. Now, I'll, I'll ask um, the first question. Really? You have one finally? Yep. Okay. So, I, okay, I got to go back to because I was there with the bad incident. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. So uh, I, I look at you, former Impact champion. Uh, we wrestled each other before Ring yeah. of Honor and all that kind of stuff. You've been all over the world, um, you know, a Noah champion, all that kind of stuff. Um, as soon as that bad incident happened, it seems like – and I remember being in the booking meetings. I'm like, Eddie Edwards is like our next top baby face. I'm like, he's got the edge and stuff. So um, you know, talk to me about that bad incident and kind of like the change of your, yeah. your character. Yeah, you know, like so obviously – everybody's seen the, the, the footage and all that stuff, getting hit in the eye and going through all that and, you know, start basically going from the lowest of lows where I don't, as soon as the bet happens, or, am I losing my eye? Am my vision going to be gone? All that, yep. all that stuff, what, what long-term damage is going to happen. But as I'm worrying about that and going to the hospital and handling all that stuff, like little do we know that in the wrestling world, slowly things are, that got the ball rolling right yeah, there. That absolutely. got the ball. Mm-hmm. It started rolling and like, and, you know, we would have been foolish to not take that chance to create something out of this. You know, it was, it was widely talked about, you know, TMZ, all, all these, you know, media places have picked it up and everything. So we had this chance to turn, you know, basically completely 180 my character. You know, I, I wasn't so much a character before as very much in real life, you know, the underdog, baby face, yeah. you know, good guy, rah-rah yeah. type guy. But this gave me the chance to, well, it, we need to switch things up. I'm not going to be this good good old boy type thing, you know, after I've been bashed in the face by a bat by Sammy Callan. So it gave me the chance to reach that edge and kind of try something I've never tried before in wrestling. Like, I've done heel places and all that yeah. stuff, sure, but this is just a complete character swing. So, it, you know, I was, after the, I knew there was long, no long-term damage and all that stuff, like, it, it turned into be one of the best things that happened in my career, you know? So... Now, I'll tell you, we'll do inside baseball. I was in the booking meeting. So that incident happened. Uh, that storyline wasn't going to go any further. Like yep. It was kind of going to be whatever. And Tommy was supposed to be in the storyline with uh, uh, Killer Cross and stuff. I wasn't supposed to be around there. And then all of a sudden, they were like, dude, I remember them saying that we have something with Eddie. We could do this, that, and the other thing. And Tommy, and we saw it all play out at Slamversary and stuff yep. like that. And... Um, then with Tommy, like, h- how does it feel now? It's almost like a passing of the torch. Like, he was kind of – they booked. They actually they, passed the torch. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they switched 
their entire booking yeah. based on you and being like, you know what? We have to pass the torch from Tommy to Eddie. So how do you feel about that? I mean, Tommy, Tommy Dreamer passing it's, the torch. You know, it's Tommy Dreamer. We're talking about being fanboys. Like I'm an ECW fan, a fan. He of gave Tom. me his phone uh, number today. That, so I know. Wait, what? Okay, what? I hope he's ready he for that. He doesn't even. Oh, no, no. man. Okay, no. We're interviewing my Eddie phone, right now. My phone number is saved into his phone too. And it's, I'm not. Okay. And you're not. This is another podcast story. But anyways, Eddie, Tommy. Uh, yeah. You know, like. The thing about Tommy, you know, Tommy is a guy who no doubt who loves wrestling. He's always talking about wrestling. He he always has wrestling's best interest. You know what I mean? So even when he was backstage and everything, he's always been a guy who's you know taking me aside and giving me his true advice whether something sucked or something was good or change this up, change that up, and you know being able to do the whole storyline. And when he came in and at Redemption, we did the six man match. And uh, that was the match where I got to, you know, where I finally got the cane to Sammy. Oh, that was an awesome and match. And I man. remember yes. when the crowd, I'm, I, here I am, this good guy, beating a man who's tied up to the ropes, yep. beating a man with a kendo stick in the head, and the crowd's chanting my name. And I remember, like, feeling, you know, that was one of those times where you felt it out there. And then that happens, we get to the back, and Tommy's like, you know, that, that was something... That was something, but we yeah, have so he's like we have something. This is something that you need to understand and run with. And then from there, me and Tommy got the. It was cool because, like I said, he's helped me on the in the past and, and continues to today. That to working together, it was almost like the stuff we were putting on screen where he's my mentor was the stuff that was happening off the screen too. So what I mean it was like we're bringing it to the wrestling audience, and we basically told the true story how he's you know helping me out and stuff. And then we got to do our match and we got to the point slam anniversary. He hands over that came to me and you know, I was there I saw believe it, yeah. me as, a, as an ECW fan as a wrestling fan like having Tommy hand me not only having a hardcore one-on-one match with him yeah. which was awesome like him handing me the cane and I remember telling my like my little brother who's a wrestling fan we watched together like <laughs> I got to you know I wrestled Tommy Dreamer in a hardcore match and he gives me the cane and it's just it's something that's definitely like a bucket list type thing yeah. and we get to continue on and have like a tag match we had tonight then we get to play off it it's just you know it's a lot of fun doing stuff with Tommy how how much uh, input did you have in the evolution of the storyline slash character? I mean, you your character took a 180. And the story is amazing. You've been the cornerstone of the rebirth of Impact, whether you get a lot of credit or not. How much input did you have in that? You know, the good thing is with the office and everything, there's a lot of freedom here in general. And I feel yeah. that, you know, they gave me... A big opportunity. It was, it was a collective thing where everybody has input. But then, you know, when I go out into the ring, I I get to decide, well, am I going to do this? Is this going to be yep. something that, you know, I would now do? And it's kind of, you know, just throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks type thing. So yeah, they've given me a lot of freedom. And I've honestly, I've said it since the beginning, since I've been able to do this kind of rebirth type thing, it's been, you know, one of the most fun times of my career because I get to just experience and, and think outside the box and do things, like I said, I, I've never done wrestling. Now, Pete, I want to jump in. Yep. And outside of the storyline, and we talk a lot of outside storyline stuff on this podcast, you and I are both Boston guys. Mm-hmm. Not only have you become friends with a New England Patriots player, but you're now involved in a storyline with them. How cool is that? Because we both are Patriot nerds. No, yes. And, yes. And to yes. be. Yes. Do you and, really want to beat them up at Dunford Glory? I mean, no, no. Uh, but, 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 but how awesome is it? Because I would geek out. I, you know, when I did ESPN Radio, anytime I had a former Patriots player on, 
I turned into a twelve year old boy. <laughs> yeah. Now you yeah. and Moose are about the same age, but yeah. he, he's a he was next level pro he, athlete he was on there. our favorite team. Yeah. And now you're involved and friends yeah. with a guy like this. How hard is it now? Because fandom. Well, we're, you know, you know the, the the good thing about wrestling, the, some of the best to the funnest parts is beating your friend up. That's that's <laughs> yeah, the good thing. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? Side note, I am I am friend, Twitter friends with Julian Edelman, and he Whoa. we did we did message before on there. Did you? Oh, she's quiet. I was sliding <laughs> those DMs. Yeah. Um, you know, it was funny. I was talking to my dad the other night, and Bound for Glory happens to be on his birthday. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're wrestling Moose," and I was like, "He's like he was in the NFL, right?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, I was like "He was a former Patriot." He's like, "What?" Really? That's because, like, yeah, man, of course. First thing I asked, how's Tom Brady? He said, Tom Brady's the man. I was like, where's like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, still, it's still. Did cool. you have that moment, like, when you first were introduced to Moose, where you're like, so, uh, <clears throat> Moose, come on. Tell <laughs> yeah, me, talk that, to me. that was the first thing. First thing, like, first thing that came to my mind, like, all right, Moose, whatever. It's good you're here. I don't care. But how's Tom Brady? What does he look like naked? You know, give <laughs> oh, us this yeah, That would be my first question as well. Yeah. Does it really glow? You know, just all these questions. As soon as we're done, you got to tell me how it looks, right? <laughs> no, but. How many moose autographs do you have? You have to have at least one hanging on your wall, yeah, right? I I made fun, you know I make them sign something and pretend like I'm going to rip it up and then I don't and just oh, save it. Or just do it for case. a friend. Yeah. Hey, can <laughs> yeah. you sign this for my buddy Eddie? <laughs> Freddie, and then I just, just <laughs> scribble it out. That's it's right. fine. It works out. So yeah, because you you're living the dream. You're a pro wrestler wrestling somebody from your favorite team. I. I like I told Petey, every time we leave an arena, I, and I give them a bucket list of interviews I want to do, and you're always number one on my list. Thank you. It, because, I, look, we're, we're hometowners. That's I'm right. Brockton, Mass. Boogie Dennis. down Brockton. It, it only took one beer, man. <laughs> one beer to get him in there. And now dumb. he's going to say hi to me out of <laughs> obligation, right? Yeah. Now he feels obligated. Like, I did this podcast. Now I got to do that yeah. weird wrestler handshake. <laughs> when did you realize you want to be a wrestler? Uh, you know, I, I did the usual thing where I was a fan of it was I was a kid with you know, Hogan and Warrior and all those yeah. guys, Savage, all those guys. And then, you know, I kind of fell out of it as I started growing up a little bit older, got into, like, you know, basketball and baseball and football, all these things, all the, the Boston sports. And then uh, my younger brother, he got me back into it. And as soon as he got me back into it during the Attitude Era, it was like something clicked. Like, well, I need to do this. It wasn't like one thing or one moment, one wrestler. It was just like the whole – this whole spectacle, this, I need to do this. And then I researched schools and found Killer Kowalski's in mm-hmm. Malden, Mass. And the rest is history. The Killer Kowalski guy? Yeah, yeah. So did you train with, like, Frankie? Or? He, he was a little bit before me. I was, like, uh, Silk Wagner Brown and was there oh, at the okay, time. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I saw Frankie a couple times, but he was uh, he was in Cali at the time I went there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was lucky to get Kowalski. It was, it was towards the end of his his uh, run, his teaching and stuff, he ended up moving to school. But he was still there. Every time he went in, he was the first one there. He'd always be the last guy to leave. And if something looked awful, he'd yell out, that's horse crap. And So are you – so Killer Kowalski guys, are you close with Frankie? Have you ever worked him, all that kind I, of well, stuff? Well, when we first came into – me and Davey first came to TNA, we did a lot of stuff with him with him and Chris. Dave, and uh, Yeah, yeah, Davey. And then against him and Chris. Is, is he, he's not England. a Killer Kowalski guy, is he? No, no, okay. no. Um, we did a lot of stuff. And that's kind of – you know when another guy is Kowalski. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you have this somewhat you know, this brotherhood type thing, yeah. much like wrestling, but there's also that uh, other I, I know I'm outside. a Demore guy, exactly. so I hang out with all the Demore exactly. guys. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, it's always good to always catch up and, you know, shoot the crap about all that stuff. It's, so it's pretty. It's a cool connection to have with other guys. All right. 
I find it interesting, wrestlers sometimes, some of them have outside interests, some of them don't. Do you have hobbies? Anything you do outside of wrestling decompress? Because sometimes, you know, PD, you can contest. If you're 24 hours, seven days a week wrestling, you need something to step away, take your mind off, and decompress. What does Eddie Edwards do? Yeah, you know, I, I especially now with, you know, my wife working for Impact now, so we're yeah. traveling together and, you know, working together a lot, and that's how I met her with wrestling. Even even though we have our history in wrestling together and, and currently working together, when we go home, that's our home time. It's it's there's not a lot of you know. Of course, we talk wrestling here and there, but it's you guys not do talk wrestling occasionally. You know, okay. you know. Do you guys watch think, anything wrestling? Not, not, not really? usually. You know, like if okay, something's on, but you know what I mean. It's it's we like to have our that separation. Like you said, we can't. Well, I'll drive myself crazy if I watch it too much. Right. You know, if you fully engulf on it. Um, but you know, we like just regular couples things, and we want to take you know we take, try to take time, go to the movies, and just kind of in the summer go on some vacations and hang out it's much more i like to try to you know hang out with my friends and my family now because you know when you first start in wrestling for so long you have to sacrifice a lot of that yes. stuff and mm-hmm. you know i've missed so many you know missed so many things for the years yeah. so it's nice to be able to okay i'm not going to take any bookings i'm going to go away with our family we're going to have you know it, I'm trying to concentrate more on that, and you know, with the holidays coming up, I love. I'm a big Christmas fan, so like, I love that time of year. I would and that never stuff have coming guessed. Up. <laughs> Bro, you Christmas have no fan. idea, man. I'm. It's October. It's Christmas time. That's right. that's what I'm saying. Are you, you know? like a Hallmark Christmas movie guy? I I will watch them too. I do. I I will D, I will DVR those. I swear. Uh, yeah. Prince Christmas Vacation. Like <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yes. That's my favorite. Yep. Are you, you got to come out and impact one one impact match dressed as Uncle. No, cousin Eddie. Cousin I'll be cousin Eddie. I'll be cousin Eddie. And your name is Eddie. Yeah. Jeez, come got, on, man. You're gonna have right the old that old ski hat with the ear flaps. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I get the robe. That's fine. Now the evolution of of you personally. You come in. You have goals. PD always says his first goal was just to wrestle one match. Yeah. What, from where you started to where you are now, how have your goals evolved? And this isn't like, do you want to wrestle in WWE? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Everybody would do it in a heartbeat if they offered it. But you personally, what goals you set every year and how do you reach them? Yeah, it's it's much like, you know, PD's just wanted to have a match. That's kind of how I've gone about my whole career. You know, Ring of Honor before, okay, first I want to get a job with Ring of Honor. And then, okay, I want to win the tag belts. And I want to win the TV. And it was kind of like step by step by step. And I managed to do that. Basically accomplished those goals, came to Impact, and then it was the same thing. I, I want to win the tag titles, the X Division title. world champion. Yeah, the X Division title. And then, you know, eventually the world title. So it's kind of, that's how I've kind of set my career goal by goal by goal. And now at this point with, you know, with the new character that I'm going, I kind of want to just play with this character and see how creative and how far we can kind of take this this character, the, these angles and stuff. And now being here at Impact for a few years, like I want to be one of those guys that helps put Impact on our shoulders and move forward. Like that's our that's all of our goal. We want to make everything here at Impact the best we can. So I want to be one of those guys at the forefront who can who will go do the interviews, go do the meet. You know, I want to be that go-to guy as well. So that, it's a different set of goals, but it's it's still goals that you have to set if you want to if you got something to chase, you're not going to stop running, you know. Now, does every media interview you do, do you they have to offer you a beer too or is yeah, it, it just it, us? It's either pre or post beer. Oh. Either way, it, it, awesome. it belongs with beer. I figured Ross Foreman <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyways, hey Eddie, thank you so much for for joining us here with for this beer and this podcast. Um, 
where can people find you like on social media and stuff? Uh, I'm just on on the Twitter machine uh, at the Eddie Edwards Instagram and Facebook fakes. So I've had, I've dealt with that a few a couple times where there's uh, nude pictures being sent that weren't actually me. Oh man, <laughs> were they? I was if it looked flattering, I would have been like, yeah, sure, that's me. All right, but Wait, no, it was not. One more question: In okay. wrestling, some wrestlers have problems putting people over. Would you do the job for Tom Brady? Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> Stop, are you kidding me? Yeah, well, uh, I'd, I'd end my career for Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> you would, right? I, I had to ask. It. Now, now it's in the interview. Pete. All right, Eddie, thank you so much thank for you uh, for coming on here, man. Thank Appreciate you. It. All right, Pete. Uh, wow, Eddie Edwards surprise pop up on the podcast. Was not expecting that. Dennis. We have Scott Demore in just a few seconds. Yep. Before we go into Scott Demore, let's talk a little bit about Blue Chew. When I think Blue Chew. I, no, I don't think Scott Demore, but no, no, you know what <laughs> I think Eddie is? Edwards more likely. Here, here's the thing: I got up for the occasion for Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is like my interview version of Blue Chew. And if you guys want your own Blue Chew, and by the way, we're doing this ad, no notes, no nothing. Go over to BlueChew.com, use the promo code Ellsworth, pay five dollars for shipping and handling, and you too, in your own bedroom, can do your own version of interviewing eddie edwards when i think blue chew i think what is uh eddie edwards hold yeah a kendo stick that's right look at that thing and that kendo stick is stiff <laughs> stiff We're, like something that like, you might pop, pop in your mouth like a blue chew like a blue chew and that kendo stick can slap it all night long you hear the slap of you, that kendo stick on a back right. on any part of the body yeah i that, mean that's a big that's a big slap right there. One would say that kendo stick is a match ender. And you too with Blue Chew can injure matches cleanly. <laughs> when you see when you hear that kendo stick that that means take it home, boys. You know what I wanted to do on this podcast was have you give me a chop. Oh, uh, man. I, did you take your Blue Chew cuz you're going to need that to I'm recover gonna, yeah, from this oh, chop. That's right. And Without Bluetooth, by the way, the uh, main event match is almost over. But, you know, we'll have a bunch of people in here yelling. Go to Bluetooth.com. Promo code Ellsworth, $5. Look, uh, let's just say you were like David Ortiz. Whether he did it or not with the steroids, the no PDs, one will ever know. Yeah, 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 no one will ever know. But we know he had Bluetooth because he went deep a lot. Do you, you yeah. want to like unbutton and I give you this chop? Yes. Go ahead. Unbutton. All right. Here we go. Now, are you gonna lay in? Are you gonna lay into me and really I try to hurt me? Okay, you're unbuttoning right now. I, I guess. Am all, right, all right. Okay. All right. Listen. Uh, third button down. All right. Take it easy. Okay. Don't. No, don't. I'm. I'm. Put your blue chew in right now. Uh, Give me one of those blue chews. Wait. I need it, not you. No, I I'm oh, need it for oh, this job. Oh, wait a second. I'm <laughs> with your arm. I want you okay. to chop me with your arm. <laughs> With Bluetooth, you, you could definitely chop the hell out of somebody. All, All right. right. All right. You Keep... got it down. Okay, lift up. Ooh, man. I didn't know you were that jacked. Yeah, All right. Bluetooth. All right. Are you ready for it? Oh, let me lick my hand here. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> All right. Are ready? you ready? I'm don't... ready. I'm scared. <laughs> All right. One. Okay, now don't flinch on this one. All right? Okay. All right. Ready? And one, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> Uh, but you feel fine because you took the Bluetooth. Bluetooth.com. Oh, how do you guys do this? Bluetooth.com. Promo code. <laughs> let's go. Can we go just go to Scott Demore? <laughs> yeah, let's, okay. let's go to Scott.
right, PD Williams, here we are, Border City Wrestling, 25th anniversary show, and who better to finish the night of interviews with than the man, the myth, the legend? No? Uh, Wait. Do you see the smile on my I face? I do. This is almost like kind of uh, interviewing my own dad. This is my father of wrestling. And your dad wouldn't even come on the podcast. No, probably because he's dead. Let's not go there. Okay. But, um, bad taste. Um, but yeah, this is my trainer. My, my mentor, the guy I look up to as a father, even though he's only like a few years older than me, Scott DeMore. Scott, daddy, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Wow. First and foremost, thank you for letting me be a part of the 25th anniversary Border City show. This has been amazing. And even though I'm like a fringe hanger on kind of guy, you've welcomed me in and you, you've made available talent. And I feel like I'm part of the family. So thank you. Well, hey, you know, the, the fact is, PD vouched yeah. for you, so so anybody that's that's good in PD's books is good in our books. It's uh, it's kind of like a certain other organization there is. Somebody vouches for somebody else, then uh, then they're good. And PD said, "Hey, it's a, it's a friend of mine." So yeah. So if you ever screw up, I'll put a bullet in PD's skull. Sweet. Oh man. So Scott, all right, let's get on to this. Now you are a vice president of Impact Wrestling. Um, we're all back together. You know, we got Sanjay, you yourself. What do you see for, we're on the upswing right now, mm -hmm. you know, just a quick brief, like, what, what do you see for the future of Impact? You know, I think we just, I think we're on a good path. Uh, you know, if you look at where we were just, uh, just a few months ago, really, at the beginning of the year, I think coming out of 2017, there were certain, there's a lot of uncertainty. And I think that through these, these nine, ten months, we've really at least shown people that, like we talked about in the beginning, myself and Don and Ed, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we talked about how we needed to go out there. We needed to tell people what we were going to do. And then we needed to deliver. Because this company has had great highs in its, in its history, but has also had some, some problematic times. And one of the things has been consistency. And there's been times where with this company, with Impact, and, you know, before it really TNA, um, where, it, you know, it promised stuff and then it, maybe it didn't quite deliver. So it was important to us that we say what we're going to do uh, and then we go out there and do it. And we knew it wasn't going to be like we deliver once, we deliver twice. And we're like, okay, great. Like, everything's okay. We have to week in and week out. We have to show people that we're going to go out there. We're going to consistently deliver. People invest time into a wrestling company, to a wrestling promotion when they follow it. They invest time when they watch the product on TV, when they watch it online, when they follow it on social media. And then hopefully they invest money when they buy tickets, they buy merchandise, they, you know, they support the product that way. So I think people are starting to understand that if they, if they invest time in us, we're going to give them a hell of a show. If we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And uh, all that uncertainty of if the show is going to happen is gone. And now people know the show is going to happen. And then the second phase is they know the show isn't just going to happen, but they know the show or at least are starting to believe the show is going to deliver. And I think we've done that with the television show week in, week out. I'm not going to say we have a perfect show, but every week our guys go out there and really just, just go out there and just lay it all on the line the guys in front of the camera and the girls in front of the camera and then everybody backstage as well. And then certainly if you look at Redemption and if you look at Slammiversary, I think our pay-per-views have really went out there and delivered. And I think that as we are here on the eve of 2019, you know, we're out there, people are buying tickets to come see Impact events, they're watching the television show, they're following on social media, and they're, uh, you know, they're buying pay-per-views. So we've got a long, long uh, road that we have to travel to get, uh, to get back to where this company was. But I think a lot of the right moves have, have been made. There was so much influx of talent and, and people behind the scenes 
exiting and coming in in the first half of the year. Now I think we've really kind of built a good team. Now certainly there's always going to be, it's a cyclical thing and there's going to be changes, but I think we really have a great base. And that was our goal for 2018 is I think as we sit here, not even at the end of the year, I think we're maybe a little bit ahead of schedule from where we wanted to be, which is a great thing. So now we get to focus on, now that it's stable, now we got to focus on building. You know, what's next? Because you guys were the innovators of having a TV show and allowing other talent to go work on other TV shows. And you've seen other companies kind of fall in the line with what you guys have been doing. Uh, you now are ahead of the curve. Sometimes in different areas, you are setting industry standards, which it's something you don't really hear from impact but now you guys are ahead of the curb and doing innovative things are you guys looking at what's next to change the industry yet again i mean i think we always have to be looking at what we can do differently and what we can do better because if you don't evolve then you die and uh i think that we're we're sitting there and like you talked about being collaborative with, with lots of groups i mean uh, whether it's whether it's AAA, whether it's Lucha Underground, whether it's House of Hardcore, whether it's Border City Wrestling or Destiny or Defy or any of the other groups out there. I think that in this day and age, in a social media and digital world, people no longer follow one product. There's certainly a lot of people that look, they watch WWE and that's what they watch. But then there's a lot of wrestling fans out there, you know, that watch WWE watch some Impact, watch some Ring of Honor, watch some New Japan, watch some Lucha Libre, you know, that certainly, and we saw with the, the all-in event, both as a live event and as a broadcast event, everybody coming together, it, it really is something exciting for wrestling fans because for so long, everybody played in their own sandbox. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great that groups are out there and collaborating. Like, like look, we had talent, <coughs> sorry guys, we had talent on the all-in uh, broadcast and we thought it was great you know the Cody and the Bucks and everybody reached out and said hey we want to have Impact represented so I mean Moose was there Cage was there Tessa was there and then like when I reached out when we reached out to Ring of Honor to say hey we're doing our 25th anniversary we'd really love to have you know Chris Saban there he's such a big part of things I mean I'll be honest we, we kind of like I did it I'm the one who reached out and I kind of thought like hey we have to do it so it's one of those things you don't want to say what if fully expecting them to say no and Ring of Honor is like, you know what? Absolutely. Um, you know, we're happy to let Chris Saban appear. So, um, like, that's a great thing. For these fans here, to see a guy like Chris Saban and guys like Petey and everything else come back here and, 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 and so many years later, I think that's a, that's a cool aspect of wrestling in this day and age. And to me, it's just something special that, I mean, and we're, we're grateful to, to, to Ring of Honor for letting him come here. And just like, you know, to Impact has worked, obviously. I wear two hats, a BCW hat and an Impact hat. So, um, you know, I'm difficult with myself sometimes. I yell at myself a lot. But ultimately, me and me usually are going to work out something. So, Scott, Dennis asks me all the time. Uh, I already <laughs> asked Saban this on my podcast. You brought up, like, you know, all in and with Ring of Honor and Impact and stuff like that. I always give my answer to Dennis what I think, but I'm not privy to all these other conversations or whatever. So, you know, where would you say the state of, and we know there's been a bad relationship in the past, where would you say the state of Impact and Ring of Honor's relationship is now? I mean, I would say that it's cordial. Um, I can say that Joe Coff and, and Greg and Hunter and everybody there, uh, there's been no time that we've reached out that they haven't been responsive. We've certainly uh, been responsive to anything for them. So, like, we're not working together. Um, you know, like, like I said, they, they were a big part of the broadcast with All In, and it was on Honor Club. And uh, we certainly wanted to be a part of that, and we're happy to be a part of that. And I think it was great that, you know, like, them sending us here. So I would say, look, we're not partners. We're not working together, but we're not enemies, which I think is a big step. Because, yep. like you said, there was so much bad blood 
and it was justified. I mean, you were here for some of the things. Yeah. Over the years, TNA did some really not nice things to, to Ring of Honor. So when you're in Ring of Honor's position now and doing tremendous business, then why would you ever want to, to in any way, shape, or form, acknowledge or, or even talk to you know, Impact Wrestling? But uh, I think it's great from, uh, from when we first talked about um, you know, the, the new structure we're going to have here with myself, Don, and Ed, and Sanjay, and Jimmy, and yourself, and everything. Um, we've, we've always been you know, uh, in communication with Ring of Honor because there's no reason where just because you're competitors doesn't mean you're, you, you wish ill on each other. So there's no reason why to, to ever have you know, bad communication. Good communication is important, even among competitors. And I think we're at a, a nice, stable place. You look at it, you look at the all-in broadcast, you look at Chris Saban being here, and you look as we get ready for the the Jericho Cruise. Like, like we're doing, we're doing Ring of Honor versus Impact, yeah. which yeah. is super cool, and it's it's a nice way for us to do it. You know, it's not being broadcast; it's just for the people on the ship. Like it's a cool event for Chris, for Chris Jericho and his cruise, and it's and our talent's really excited, and the Ring of Honor talent is really excited because there's so many fresh matchups there. So, where will it go? I don't know, but I, I think it's great that we're at a point where I know. If we reach out to Joe Koff or Greg or Hunter or anybody else, they're going to be responsive. They, they, may, they may not want to do something that we talk about, but there's, there, there's a communication, which I think is a great start uh, for any, any relationship. And reestablishing some respect between all the parties, I think, is a huge, huge step. Pete, I got two more questions. Let me okay. ask my first one, and then you can ask one, and we'll you, wrap you, it up. You with go one. ahead. All right. Uh, and you may not want to answer this, and we can delete this off because we you know, recorded. But, you know, the biggest question PD and I get is, what was the meeting about between Impact and WWE that was reported a few weeks ago? And I feel like it'd be a disservice if I didn't at least ask. I, like, I, I understand you can't tell us everything, but could you maybe fill in people? Because this has been one of the best-kept secrets in wrestling right now. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was that good a, a secret when it's been reported all over the internet um i'm looking at the wrong places <laughs> you mean Pornhub didn't pick it up <laughs> um you know it, it kind of take everything i said about uh about ring of honor mm -hmm. and and change ring of honor to wwe since uh since the beginning of the year we've done we've done three content deals with wwe we uh we did the the hardy's documentary deal to to supply footage for them for the hardy's documentary uh, we did a deal to provide footage of AJ Styles and, and, and Kurt Angle for, for Table for Three, and we provided some footage for uh, Bruce Pritchard's uh, podcast on, on the network. So we, we've, done, we've done a few deals together, uh, and I, I, I think that WWE is seeing, like, look, like this is, this is a different day in, with Impact Wrestling, and I think maybe on just the, the most minute of levels, maybe they're seeing it's, it's a different day and age in wrestling. Um, so, I mean, there wasn't like, it's one of those things, like it's, there was a meeting, we got together, mm -hmm. we talked, and it was kind of like, hey, it's kind of nice to be face to face and, and say hello and just say that, you know, it's 2018, it's a whole different world, and there's no reason why people shouldn't communicate. So there's really no agenda to it. It was nice, and, um, you know, we move on. But it's, it's how the business is now, which I think is tremendous. The fact that, you know, we can do a deal with WWE that helps that helps them, you know, tell a great story on the network, whether it's one of the shows or whether it's the Hardy documentary. It's certainly good for us to uh, not just make a little bit of scratch for <laughs> providing the footage, but also to me, more so than that, is the promotion they give us for the GWN and, and that, um, you know, have it, having it on their network and on their platform and saying, hey, if you want to see more of this, you know, 
download and watch the GWN up. That, that's great for us. And that's something that wouldn't happen even two years ago. No. So whether it's WWE, whether it's Ring of Honor, no matter who it is, I just think that it's great in this day and age. Finally, we've stopped with that old school wrestling BS of, well, if you're with him, you know, you can't do nothing with us. Yeah. So to get past that and do it, like, that's how business works. Like, I, in my, in my other life, you know, here in Windsor as a property developer and that, um, I have people that I'm, I have competing developments against, but that doesn't mean we don't talk. We talk about things, we compare notes, and it's just, it's just it, everybody benefits if there's communication and, and a little bit of respect. And I think it's great that everybody in the wrestling business is uh, in seeing that, and I think we're, we're very proud of the part we've played in help trying to push that agenda. So uh, it, it's pretty cool, and it's pretty cool to be here for, for 25 years of uh, BCW, and um, it's pretty cool to be here with uh, with Petey, who uh, I remember him coming to the school as I monopolized a little time here, and being like, God, this guy is so small. Yeah, so small. small. And, uh, you know, I remember thinking, like, as I talked to him and he wanted to join, and he just kind of said, like, look, I'm going to law and security, um, you know, at, uh, at the college, St. Clair College. Yep. And uh, I just, you know, I just like to have some matches, you know, do this so I can say I did it and hopefully get on a show at the Chicharo Club, which is where we ran our big shows at the time. And uh, he was a waiter at the time. He was a terrible waiter. Uh, I knew he was and, a <laughs> uh, and thank God he made it in wrestling. And, uh, you know, now it's, there's times in my brain, and I don't know if you've seen this in your life, where I'm like, I have to stop myself sometimes with, with like, with like Petey and with Sanjay and with Saban and with, with Alex Shelley and so many guys. And it's like in my brain, I have to, I have to remember, like these are, these are full grown adult men with families. And like, I mean, like I'm proud of each and every one of them. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have been part of their journeys, but it's like, I gotta stop myself. Cause in my brain, I'll be like, hey, how old was Petey Williams? I'm like, well, I mean, he wasn't, he was 20 and that was a long time ago. So he's probably like 26 and then, you know, he's not 26. So uh, I don't realize the passage of time, but I just wanted to take this for him. I've said it to him privately. I just want to say I'm, I'm proud of him. And when we started doing stuff with Impact, one of the first things, I, we weren't even running it. We we're just trying to help out. And it was like me and Sanjay said, let's get Petey back in the mix because he's, he's a great wrestler. He's a great mind. He's just a guy that brings positive energy, as you've seen, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're excited to have him back. So All right, that's I, my put over for Petey. Awesome. I got to cut in front of you now because okay. he set up my question perfectly. Okay. On the way here, I asked Petey a question, and I asked him an honest answer about it. And since you're here, I want to ask you, do you honestly believe – is Petey Williams a Impact Hall of Famer? I, I mean, and Petey doesn't Do you want to know so. my answer first? Or do you want to... But this is a sincere okay. question yep. because the Hall of Fame's coming up and mm-hmm. Petey's pushing 40, you know, nobody... What, what the father time is undefeated when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. He's kind of getting up there and is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, I'm going to say... Petey's going to say no. Right. I'm going to say when you go through history, like certainly there's some guys who there'll be some big political hurdles mm-hmm. to get over with. You know, obviously AJ is the, the guy of guys that, uh, that should be in there. Um, obviously Samoa Joe uh, is somebody that, I mean, when you look at a body of work, certainly needs to be considered. Um, Christopher Daniels uh, is somebody that certainly needs to be considered. But you, if you look at it, I think that if... PD, PD, I think, needs to go in for one of for a couple of reasons. One, he was such a stabilizing force in an X division that had so many guys who were flip flop and fly. And I mean that as a, I don't mean that as a knock. I mean that as a compliment. Right. He had so many amazing athletes. PD could work with anybody. We had a lot of guys 
that couldn't work with each other because, you know, and it comes from Lucha Libre, you need a flyer and you need a base. And, you know, Christopher Daniels could do both, so few could. Petey can, can do some flying, like he's, 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 he's his era's Lance Storm. Like you watch a match with Petey Williams and some, and you're like, oh my God, they did so much amazing stuff. And unless you really dissect it as a wrestler, you don't realize it, but, but Petey, just like Lance, is never the guy that did the stuff. He's yeah. all the guy that, that made it look great. So I think that role was very important, uh, and I think that's why he's worthy of consideration. And the second one is, um, and I don't say this because of me, um, and it sounds very self-serving, but at a time when there was a, a really struggling to be heels in TNA wrestling, Team Canada was just a no-brainer. Um, and it wasn't my idea, I got forced into doing it. But there was something really special. And the, the, the idea, I think Bobby Roode is a Hall of Famer. I think Eric Young may be a Hall of Famer. I think Petey certainly needs to be considered as a Hall of Famer. But much like they did with the Four Horsemen, and they can do it without me in the group. Mm -hmm. But there is no way that that group of, of people don't belong in there, maybe individually, and, and also for consideration as a group. Because the X Division struggled for heels, and Team Canada were heels. And the whole company struggled to have people to get booed, and damn it, did we get booed. Whether it was against America's Most Wanted, whether it was against, you know, uh, you know Hoyt and, and, you know, whoever it was. Two, two groups that always got heat was Team Canada and Kid Cash. And, and I love Kid Cash, actually, but, I mean, I think we were a lot easier to work with. Send it home, man. Scott, um, well, thank you so much for... for I mean, you answered a lot of our questions that Dennis asked, Dennis asks me all the time, and I just I'm like I'm not the guy. I, I can give you my thoughts and opinions and on it. So this is good that we were able to talk about this. And thank you so much for See you being next on week. the show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> but where can people find you on uh, uh, social media and stuff like that? You know what? Uh, on Twitter at Scott Demore. Um, I, I I'm not the most active Twitter tweeter because I'm not good at it. Um, you know, I, I like a lot of stuff in that. I don't. Uh, I kind of keep stuff to myself because I, I think that. Uh, I think people want to hear from the athletes mm -hmm. uh, in our industry. So, but I, I, I'm always on there. I'm always, I always, I read everything that comes through. Even some of the people that send the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um, Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, check me out on there, and you can, you can. What's your handle on there? At Scott Demore. Okay. At Scott Demore. So, and uh, and that's about it. So, or just 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 inundate uh, PD with messages, and he'll get them to me. Awesome. He will.